This is Women in STEM Career and Confidence, the podcast for scientific and professional women who want to restore confidence, make meaningful impact, and balance the things and people that mean most to them. I'm Dr. Hannah Roberts, and I'll be sharing with you insights and inspiration into the mindset and skill set to help you navigate your career and lead powerfully. It's another client story episode. So let me introduce you to the incredible Dr. Cassia Smalsey. She's currently program manager at LGC, supporting management of NIHR and NHS England funding calls. During this episode, Cassia talks about her coaching journey, how she learned that leadership starts with self-leadership. Putting yourself first is not selfish, it's essential for your success. How Cassia felt capable, but that wasn't translating to confidence until we stopped the old patterns of behavior from repeating. And we did this using trigger tracking and unpicking bonding patterns. These are our default position in relationships. And we also talk about how Cassia's had a big shift in her approach to work, becoming an advocate for work-life balance. And that means being able to speak up and say the uncomfortable things. You're going to love Cassia, so let's dig in. Welcome, Cassia, to Women in STEM Career and Confidence. It's so great to have you here. Hello, thank you. It's great to be here. I was just saying it was so nice to see your face because we finished our 12-session one-to-one coaching together, and it's been a month since I've last seen you in virtual person. So it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, if you could start by just giving a brief introduction to who you are and where you're currently working, that would be amazing. Yeah, it's it's really lovely to see you as well. And yeah, as I was saying, I, I really miss our coaching sessions. So I was really looking forward to seeing you again um, today. Um, so at the moment, um, I work as a program manager uh, at LGC. Um, I work in their grant management group um, in the innovations team. Um, So I support um, all aspects uh, of uh, funding calls from Department of Health and Social Care and NHS England. Uh, So it's everything helping with uh, commissioning of funding calls, reviewing applications and managing successful projects to to ensure that they are delivering uh, patient benefit. Um, I um, also currently have a special focus on championing industry um, applicants and improving how we support industry um, applicants who support, uh, who seek public funding uh, for their healthcare and social care innovations. Um, I'm um, a champion of diversity and um, those who tend to be underrepresented in health tech sector um, and um, a guardian of um, mental health and good work-life balance um, for my colleagues. Um, And in my spare time, I'm a nature lover. I really enjoy mountain hikes, um, swimming and surfing in the sea. And I also love uh, embroidery. Yes, you do. Yes, I am. There's so much to you, Cassia, so much uh, to love and enjoy. And we were also talking about crafting and your intentions behind that just before we started as well. Um, Thank you for explaining that. There's so many things in there, not just your role, but also what you're advocating for, what you stand Mm. for in the work environment. 
which I think is really crucial to the work that we've done together as well. So I'd love to start by asking you what was happening in your life on the lead up to starting coaching? You know, why were you seeking some support? Um, so first of all, I've I've always felt like um, all the um, career choices uh, that I made were, weren't really choices that came from me, but were kind of made for me by some external force. And um, it, it always kind of felt like things were just working themselves out in a supernatural way that I wasn't a part of. Um, and I was quite keen to to start having um, more intention in my career progression. Um, I think some things probably I was able to manifest and, you know, put myself in the right place at the right time. And um, I don't regret, you know, taking on the opportunities that, that I was given. But I wanted to um, take some time to really evaluate what is it that I want to do you know what is the environment that I would want to work in um, what um, teams I want to have around me and and especially you know who are who am I what do I enjoy doing what do I need and how can work support that rather than you know how can I fit in my family and my relationships and my health into the work that I am doing so I was really ready to prioritize myself but to I wasn't really sure how to do that um and it's I feel like it's quite strange to, to say that because it seems like you know it's, it seems like an easy thing to do but I really didn't know um how you know what would okay you know I create an hour for myself to think about my personal development but you know what do I do how do I guide my thinking process to um to, to really figure out what what stops me and what are my blockages what are my needs um what am I good at um and and yeah and what do I need from other aspects of my life as well um Let's just say you were asking some very big questions of yourself. Yes. Like, am I? <laughs> yes. But also that piece around putting yourself first, you know, looking at the different pillar areas of your life and putting your health, your relationships, as well as your career, personal development, wealth, and um, all of those things being really intentional around mm -hmm. them and putting them first involves actually valuing yourself. There's a yeah. big piece around actually valuing yourself enough to be able to take those actions as well. So mm. are you able to say a little bit more about your levels of confidence as you were thinking about starting coaching? What was going on for you around your confidence? Mm. I think it, in a way it was actually quite confused um, around that uh, topic because on one hand I've done some really incredible things in my career and really varied you know really varied roles that um actually shaped me really well on 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 the path that I was that I was at so I, I mean I started in research but I was really really keen on research that really delivers products that help people uh, so that was always um something that I knew I wanted to be involved in um, and I went through a journey of entrepreneurship and um, 
got accepted onto um, this program that, uh, which is called IQA, and it allows you um, to take your innovation and travel around the world, talk to industry leaders um, um, around the world and present your idea and, you know, take your idea on a customer discovery journey and uh, really, you know, shaping you to become an entrepreneur. And then I worked in, in business support after that. Um, linking um, innovations to um, university expertise at Newcastle University. So I did a lot of things that, you know, made me a very capable um, person and, um, you know, a lot of experience that I don't think many people um, have had. Um, so on one hand, I felt like I was really discovering and building all of those skills and I was extremely capable um, but at the same time, it felt like it wasn't always translating um, into, you know, what I was presenting and what, you know, how other people saw me. And I started, you know, getting really challenging feedback um, about um, uh, about my performance and and about my confidence, especially. So. Um, it was quite difficult to to understand, you know, where do I stand with confidence? Because on one hand, I felt like I was quite confident, but it wasn't. It felt like it wasn't really translating how I was perceived. So yeah, on one hand, I felt like I was very, I was very capable, and I had all those skills. But at the same time, um, I was really doubting um, what I can do, and actually even. Um, it wasn't only present in my work, but it also fed into my uh, personal life. So um, just before I started, a few months before I started coaching, my dad suffered a stroke and I took a month off essentially from, from my job to um, go and support my family because my parents um, have their own businesses. So um, they really it really rely on both of my parents being well and healthy and at the time they didn't have any other support so um but actually in the moment of me finding out uh, what happened um I was a, I was in Newcastle and I really questioned whether I will be able to support my family and whether I would actually be able to make any difference um with me being there um and I think that moment of hesitation really opened my eyes to um, how I see myself and how I, you know, how I see my value, not only as a colleague, but also um, as, as, as a daughter, as a sister, um, as a partner. Um, and that was a really tough realization. Um, and of course I, 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 I went to, to support my family and I was a really instrumental part um, of uh, making sure that everybody stays um, together and stays healthy and um, and um, that, um, you know, that nothing suffers, you know, the, the business doesn't suffer and uh, the family doesn't suffer uh, during that difficult time. Um, and I think that was really, a massive trigger for me to um to want to shake things up and change things and um um change the way that I um that I see myself and value myself um 
And so, yeah, so I've decided to, to uh, change my priorities. I've decided to, um, to leave um, the job, which was very, created a very challenging environment and um, was um, essentially becoming something that I, I couldn't agree with anymore. And I have decided to completely reprioritize and didn't really have anything um, lined up because uh, I wanted to take time to to think about what the next step should be. Um, and weirdly enough, um, <laughs> all of the things started to come into place. So I was I applied and I was accepted to um, Next Generation Women Leaders uh, program, which is run by McKinsey. And um, they talked a lot about confidence and um, uh, and it was really incredible because it shifted uh, the way that I thought about leadership. Um, so um, I really uh, was quite worried, you know, I'm not, I'm no longer leading a team. Will I really have something to talk about? And I realized, you know, the leadership starts with myself and how I lead myself. And then I felt like starting coaching with you shortly after that was really um, a wonderful way to to carry on with that message. And and then um, I was scouted uh, through my uh, LinkedIn profile and got offered the job, uh, which I'm currently doing. So um, starting coaching um, around the same time as I started the new job, again, I feel like it was perfect timing because I really wanted to make sure that I'm not repeating any of the patterns, you know, that no longer serve me, um, that I really have the confidence to um, talk about my needs and um, talk about the support that I need. Um, I have the confidence to, to put um, the other pillars in my life first and really make it very clear and, you know, set my boundaries. Uh, straight from the beginning um, and um, luckily the job made it relatively easy for me because I've got wonderful wonderful team and a wonderful manager who's uh, very supportive and um, very very receptive to to um, um, everything that I'm that I'm in, implementing and all the all the learnings that, from coaching that I'm implementing and in, in my conversations with with her. And I know that you do share some of the coaching conversations that you have with your manager and with your colleagues as well. And you don't have to talk about this. We can mm. get past this um, if you're not comfortable. But I remember you talking about being in a group dynamic where they were asking mm. about workload, you know, how's the workload? And everyone was going, well, yeah, okay, it's, it's challenging, but it's fine. And then it got to you and you decided to say how it really was for you because you knew yeah. that doing that would open the space up to allow other people to be honest too is it okay for you to say a little bit about that yeah definitely I think it's it's um really easy to fall into this pattern you know as, as a new new person joining the team to to just repeat you know what's being said and kind of not want to stand out because with the fear of being judged and, and, you know, being judged as someone who um, can't take on more responsibility or maybe can't, you know, can't deal with the workload. And, um, and, and I, I feel, you know, before coaching, I'd always have this anxiety, you know, I'd say yes, even if I didn't have the capacity, you know, at the expense of my 
time and my health and you know my personal life and um, you know always putting work first always wanting to to be the supportive colleague but I you know I realized that actually you know being the supportive colleague doesn't necessarily mean taking on the load of the world onto myself and um, it, I I always strongly believe that um, a good pattern can start with me and um, I know that you know some people are earlier on 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 their journey than than I am so I wanted to make sure that I am being honest and I am really um, supporting the, the, the decisions about, um, you know, distributing workload and, and how, how we can support each other as a team. Um, and I think, you know, if we, if we don't speak out about those things, then they'll never be known and um, people will suffer in silence. And I, I wanted to, to, yeah, give some confidence to to others to to speak out, uh, speak up as well. And I was, and I wasn't entirely sure how, you know, how would that be resolved. But it actually um, being was resolved really, really well. And my manager, um, you know, some some work was redistributed, and I, um, yeah, I was able to 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 share some work with my manager who ended up who actually had some spare time, and we we're being encouraged now to 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 say when when things are difficult and yeah I kind of you know pass on that experience onto new team members who are joining us as well um and we we did talk about creating more capacity and being more transparent in terms of you know when we have some more spare time to make sure that nobody is um is is suffering alone and is you know is being crushed by by the amount of work that we have because uh, it can be quite unpredictable. It can, and I think that's so. What I'm the parts of them connecting together there is the piece from that you gathered from McKinsey leadership about mm. leadership isn't all traditional leadership. Leadership starts by leading ourselves really well, mm. and some people may worry that if I'm leading myself really well and putting myself first and having these strong boundaries around mm. what I can take on and can't take on that you might be perceived negatively for that. Mm. So what would you say to those people about speaking up about your boundaries and being vocal about workloads and really mm. from the front as in leading yourself well? Mm. I mean, in a way, I actually think about it as an oppor- as creating opportunity for other people to step in and you know you will also have an opportunity to step in when you have the capacity to do so um so in a way you're creating a chain um of allowing people to to step in in a way that they um are happy to and um in in a healthy way that is um yeah it's just creating a pattern of of support and I think that's a really a really wonderful thing because you know I I created it but by saying you know I don't I actually you know really feel I'm overwhelmed and um I feel um I've been feeling like this for several weeks now and it doesn't seem like it's going to go away and I feel you know I feel like I can't I'm struggling to meet this deadline and I'm, I'm I've had to work some evenings and it's a lot 
Um, but my manager, you know, said, okay, well, actually, you know, I have two hours today and I can take some projects off of your list. And um, in that way, you know, she um, she stepped in and she was able to shine and um, and support me. And I'm sure that that was you know, she felt good about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, in a way, I feel like it's it's really creating that chain um, of support. Um, I like so you don't necessarily need to about it as a chain where yeah. you don't always feel like okay, it's always me passing backwards, but all the time you're, yeah. you are accepting things back onto, mm. onto the chain as well and creating opportunities in different ways so I like that perspective and I hadn't thought about it in that way before so thank you and in terms of coaching together so what did you feel was the biggest insight you gained then about yourself or one of the tools that was most uh, impactful for you? Mm, I think a lot of it was very very impactful it was difficult to pick one one thing and I think um, it's worked out in an incredibly clever way that really it it fitted so well into what was going on in my life. It's it's really um, amazing to me. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I know that you know you've created the program with with a lot of thought and a lot of insight, and it's it really is a it it it's still it's it's really amazing to me that that's how it worked out. I think. Um, some of the really impactful things were um, definitely trigger tracking and also learning how to have conversations um, with people in my life about those triggers. I think one part is identifying them, but then also, you know, how, how to communicate them uh, to make sure that um, my, my triggers are not, you know, creating triggers for, for other people in my life um um because I think you know that's ultimately something that was the most difficult you know seeing how my behavior is impacting impacting my family and impacting my partner um and something that you know happened that has absolutely nothing to do with them has an effect on them so that was really um that was really amazing and you know learning the tools how to um how to deal with those triggers was key I think one that was really um, impactful and tough for me was the bonding patterns. And that's something that I've I've tried to do beforehand. So I did uh, like a coaching day, um, a coaching event uh, with one in many. And yes, yeah. And I think we actually did some trigger tracking, uh, not trigger tracking, uh, some bonding patterns before in one of the workshops that I did with you. But I always found it quite difficult to to kind of map um, in short sessions. And um, I think when we when we did it, and we really put quite a lot of attention and time to it, and and accepted the fact that it can evolve and and change you know how we understand it I think that really shed so much light onto how I interact with not only with people who are very close to me but also with new people I meet and um and and I think to to me really the key was figuring out the 
tools and how I can shift my behavior and shift my thinking um, to to start changing those bonding patterns. Um, because I, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. I kind of thought, okay, you know, I have this bonding pattern and I, 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 that's just how I behave. This is how it is. And I don't know what I can do about it. And then, you know, just by you telling me, you know, okay, um, well, in this situation, you know, if you change your mindset from, you know, being a parent to being a coach or, you know, being a, a parent or a superwoman into being a queen that just gave me the aha moment and and I was like yes okay yeah I just need to think from that mindset and you know how would I behave if I was coming from that mindset and then how do I implement that it was I feel like a lot of build-up um in terms of figuring out the bonding pattern but then just such a you know, seemingly simple thing, um, but a, a massive impact. So I think that was something that that was really impactful for me and something that, you know, I keep working on. Yeah. And just to give those people listening an insight, because lots of people mm. know what a bonding pattern is or what a trigger is, mm. um, just to give a background. And I think you said it really nicely. A bonding pattern is really our default position with regard to other people. And we can get locked in these bonding patterns that seem seemingly like uh, we're nicey nice with that person, but up until a point where it doesn't work and then there's a gap between the two of you and you're kind of moving away from that person. And we can have these bonding patterns with partners. In fact, many of us are in bonding patterns with partners, <laughs> with our own parents, siblings, friends, work colleagues particularly managers um as well mm. and by figuring out what's happening in these bonding patterns we can look at what are the circumstances within which we get triggered as in we end up going into the bonding pattern with that person and therefore what can we do about either dismantling the bonding pattern or getting ourselves out of it when we've defaulted into it because we're all going to get triggered at times and we're all going to end up in these bonding paths yeah. but it's how quickly can I recover from it as well mm. so can you tell us one example of something that in the past would have triggered you into a bonding pattern where you either got angry with another person or frustrated with another person what might be something that would have triggered that in the past I uh, there's quite a few <laughs> um but I think definitely being overworked and um it's saying yes to things um and you know th therefore things piling up on my list and then um it, not being able to enjoy a weekend not being able to have you know time off in the evening um really you know working till late hours and then you know having to to go to bed um and um you know things like kind of getting upset that my partner hasn't you know figured out dinner even though he knew you know I had 
um, a long evening of work or, you know, he wanted to to go for a walk and and yeah, and I was like, you know what, I, I just need to go to bed. You know, why why can't you understand that I've got work and I have to start early next day because I you know I need to finish things. So um I think those were pretty frequent. Um and it, it just I guess the trigger was always my thinking was always, you know, why why can't you understand that um I need some help and anticipate my needs and um you know and cater for for this uh lifestyle that i've decided we are now having <laughs> um, why can't you be telepathic <laughs> yes yeah yeah uh, i mean sometimes i would tell him you know i have to work and i've i've got a lot of work on and i'm i'm going to start early today and i'm going to finish late and it's going to be like this for the next two days or three days or a week and you know, you just need to accept that this is how it is and you're here to support me. Um, and, you know, <laughs> um, but of course, um, you know, he's he's a, he's a champion of my work balance and he's definitely really great um, at, um, you know, shaking me out of it. And um, he was a really big support when... Um, you know, when I was doing the trigger tracking and I was very open about the process with him. And, you know, I said, you know, I'm doing this exercise and um, he was actually really good at helping me identify some of the triggers. I think particularly around my family, because he's a bit of an outsider looking in and having him outlining um, some of the ways that he is impacted by my interactions with my family, where I thought, you know well he's on the outside he's not really involved so it doesn't really affect him but then it 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 does and he was very honest about it and I think that was really instrumental in me even thinking about having to or wanting to change the relationship with my parents and you know how I um behave around them and um yeah, noticing the triggers there. I wasn't even thinking about it before, but then I realized it's actually the impact is is wider than I thought. Yeah, because the what the way we show up in one area of our life is often how we default in other patterns and mm. other areas of our lives too, whether that's partners, family, work, friends, often mm. we take the same kind of stance. And you were talking about there you know, the trigger really was that feeling of being overwhelmed by work. And the only way you could yeah. do that was to suppress your needs and to work harder. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> to get out of the bonding pattern, you have to learn how to be more vocal and speak up and set the boundaries so that you didn't have to step into mm. pusher or your superwoman to get it all done. Because that's only sustainable for a certain period of time before it becomes unmanageable. Or yeah. we just get more work and become more overwhelmed. So usually when people feel overwhelmed, there's a, a red thread that runs through the whole thing that mm. actually causes it in the first place. And when we can identify what that thread is, we can dismantle all of the things that are happening to enable you to get out of overwhelm long-term, not just this particular moment of overwhelm. So mm. I think that's really important. So I want to ask you, 
um, mm. because it is your stories that anything else that we've not talked about that you think, oh, I really want to talk about that thing. And I haven't had the chance yet. I think something that I feel like was really very present in my life before I started coaching um, was the imposter syndrome. And we haven't really talked about it that much during coaching as, you know, as like a, a focused topic. But I think overall what's happened is that it has started disappearing after after coaching. And I really have significantly less times when I think, you know, I am in the wrong place, you know, I'm I I can't do this. And I actually can't remember the last time when when it happened. Um I'm more surprise myself with the things that I am able to do and so it kind of it comes to me as more of a reflection now when I think oh I was able to do that that's really great um you know I was able to run a workshop for the team or you know oh I discussed something from coaching and you know shared something that um you know my colleague found particularly useful and um, yeah, so it, it's whereas before I feel like I would get stopped by myself and I think, no, it's not my place to say this. It's not my place to to reach out to someone um, because maybe I'll make things worse or, you know, I, ca I can't be the person who changes anything. Um, now it's more it, it's it's not a blocker anymore. It doesn't really feature um that much it's more of a yeah reflection oh yeah so that's that's a great surprise <laughs> it's really interesting that you say that because we didn't talk about imposter syndrome mm. much for a reason because I see imposter syndrome more as like the tip of the iceberg the sort of the signs and the symptoms of what's going on but yeah the real work to be done is getting underneath all that to what's actually going on at the core of it all that's this help you know the signs and the symptoms are just the story around a particular thing that's going on whereas we got straight to the core of actually when we work with this thing when we work with the mm. other, when we work with the pusher when we let go of some of those um identity-based selves actually yeah. the stuff that's happening at the surface just kind of disappears yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> no it makes total sense um yeah I think that's really really amazing uh because it's it's something that you can only notice with a little bit of distance and you know with a little bit of time um and I'm I'm you know I'm so grateful for for everything that we've done together um it was it was tough and um it's it, it required some you know honesty with myself and honesty with people around me um and uh, opening up and it wasn't easy <laughs> at all um but ev every single exercise um you know had had an effect um that I could notice and I, I I'm going back to them um 
to to you know to keep remembering and um and I it's a work in progress but it's it's really been transformational for me Anna. that's really great to hear and on that vein I want to ask you then if somebody was just about to start this one-to-one coaching mm. journey with me what mm. piece of advice would you give them mm. I think I would definitely say um carve out some time um to think about the sessions and to do the exercises and let them guide you You don't necessarily need to carve out a lot of time or you know prepare for like a deep you know deep session with yourself um but the exercises and the coaching will really set you up on on the trail that will surprise you and um you know let yourself surprise you <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> totally reminds me of a conversation I had in coaching this morning where someone said I know it's going to take a lot of time to work with vulnerability and my emotions and doing things differently and I was like what if it wasn't like that what if it actually was instant or it wasn't going to take a long time and it's yeah that mindset shift that surprises you that actually things can happen quickly and rapidly and it doesn't have to take time yeah I think like this this part this is like this is weird because I was exactly thinking the same thing because I thought you know that was a bit of a difficult thing for me because I thought okay how can I possibly carve out more time and you know how much time do I carve because my perfectionist is like I need a day I need like a day to think about this because it's a lot to unpack and then you know I didn't have a day because the next coaching session was was coming up and I thought okay I need to like you know I actually need to think about this because I need to have something to reflect on and then it was really surprising to me how the sessions and the you know your notes and the exercises were the guide in itself and sometimes it would take 15 minutes you know to to reflect on something think about it and then yeah I just think okay yes this is this is so true. So yeah, the shift sometimes it's it's very surprising and um, you might not expect it. And then, you know, there were other things that we needed to unpack over several sessions and they they evolved and um, and changed and and yeah, they'll probably keep unpacking them. Um, but that's OK as well. Um, yeah beautiful okay for yourself I want to thank you so much for sharing your coaching experience with everybody today I have really appreciated your insights and I've taken a lot from this conversation myself in particular around leading ourselves and Mm. how to see that differently so thank you for that insight as well thank you thank you so much Hannah thank you for listening to women in stem career and confidence To get further support in your journey, join me in Breakthrough Unleashed on Facebook.